0: Devlin, why are you calling my home?
1: Because contractually I, I have to because I agreed to be in this movie for approximately no. two and a half minutes.
0: No, 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 no. You are breaking as character.
1: A, as a favor to a friend to Wait. be in this yes. fucking piece of shit. This, this this is fucking piece of shit children's movie.
0: No, George, you have to be in character. We are doing I'm trying scene. to
1: establish the... a reputation as a, as a filmmaker and I have to do this horse shit what else do I I have to talk directly to the children? Is that it?
0: My wife is a spy, and I am also a spy.
1: Yeah, I know the stupid plot to the stupid movie, but I want to- We kids, wanted... and our
0: kids are also spies now as well.
1: Yippee-doo! But why am I in here? What am I doing here? What do I do? Am I even getting a paycheck for this?
0: and intelligence of the world's greatest espionage agents all rolled into tiny packages I call... Spike
1: him! Hi, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I'm Jason Harding,
0: <laughs> And I'm Steve Shives.
1: And, and Jason has been in the hospital. There, that's it. Now, the patron patrons, the Patreon patrons know all about it, so I may as well tell you guys. I went to the hospital for old man stuff. Steve, you <laughs> want to tell them... <laughs>
0: not for a visit.
1: No, I was not visiting Steve at the hospital. No,
0: no, you you went to the hospital because you have present tense still alive, heart failure.
1: That's right. I have heart failure. So that means I get to go home with a bunch of drugs and and hopefully we'll see how we're doing in 3 months. So yeah. either I, I die or I get better. Hooray! That, seems, that <laughs> seems to be
0: the stark choice facing you, yes.
1: And and while I was sitting there in the hospital with my heart failure, and um, I got to watch this. The so movie. this this is karma, isn't it? This is karma, right? This is, hey, Jason, take your mind off your heart failure and watch this fucking, this fucking movie. It That's, didn't cure your heart? No, it did not.
0: It didn't make your heart uh, grow.
1: What movie didn't help my heart failures?
0: (laughs) It is the 2001 family-friendly action-adventure spy movie, Mm. Spy Kids.
1: Is it a spy movie? Just because they they say say spy doesn't make it They say spy
0: spy a lot, but they don't really do spy things. But they say spy a lot.
1: If they made a pirate movie and there were no pirates in it, but they said pirates all the time, would that make it a pirate movie?
0: Well, I guess or if they made like a they called it a cowboy movie and there were no cowboys in it at all, but people kept saying, "You're such a cowboy." And they were all like, Ooh, Let's go cowboys." Construction workers. Yeah.
1: yeah, or something like that. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. If they kept saying they were pirates, but they didn't do any pirate stuff.
0: I don't know. It's, we're not even it's... on a
1: ship. Tell me how these kids were spies. They weren't. They were They didn't fugitives. do
0: any no, they were I think what it was is they're like, they, they are the, 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 the kids sensibility version of like secret agents or government agents. You know,
1: I think technically so it's they, named they, after the, the robots that they made. Remember? Well, that, well That's true. The spy, yes, the, the actual spy, spy kids. kids
0: are the actual spy kids are the robots,
1: but they're not kids Steve. They're robots,
0: but they're, they're in not, the shape they... of kids.
1: Okay, they're in the shape of kids, but that does not make them kids, children, so or you, human.
0: So you think they should have called the movie Spy Robots in the Shape of Kids? Spy Bots. Right. Spy Bots. That, yeah, that's yeah. actually kind of a catchy title. Spy, Spy bots. bots.
1: Yeah. I fucking hate this movie.
0: Sounds like it should have been the title of like one of those marionette shows, like, one of those Brit- like Thunderbirds, one of those British marionette shows from Except the 60s. Except Mexican.
1: Spy Bots, assemble! <laughs> <laughs> Except it's Mexican. It's from Spy Mexico. Bots, assemble! Yeah. I don't think that's even near to close to what the. Words no, are it's
0: not even close to a Mexican accent. I don't know what I'm doing.
1: So I guess we let them know we're doing Spy Kids. We did it's very we said yes, said Spy, Spy Kids. Kids. We're gonna do Spy Kids. I watched Spy Kids. You we're did. Hooray for Spy Kids! Re- I guess we're reviewing
0: Spy Kids.
1: I think we're gonna be hitting on this is someone's favorite movie when they're in.
0: Town. I yeah, probably. 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 I mean, they
1: made a billion of them. It's considered a franchise.
0: I think they ended up making four altogether. No, I, I mean,
1: it's legit. Three or a four. Franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Plus the Machete spinoffs.
1: Oh, of course, because they're, they remember that it's the same that's, universe. That's part of
0: the, it's the same universe, which, is mm-hmm. which, which. by the way, I love. <laughs> what? I what absolutely you love. I love. You love the Machete not, I mean, films? Well, no, I, I don't. I mean, it, it, having nothing to do with the quality of of the films or not the idea that there is a series of films that are explicitly aimed at kids and there's a series of films featuring some of the same characters that are explicitly aimed at adults and are like mm-hmm. hard are super violent action movies and they take place in the same universe i love that okay i love that yeah
1: yeah i just hate the kids movies
0: i wish that i, I wish that more shared universes would be that you know would, that broad. Would, would 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 be that broad yes absolutely
1: give give marvel a little time let's give um, them a little you know. time we had that we already got i mean they got uh, they got deadpool back yeah and i'm sure they're gonna try to make some kid themed something i marvel. want
0: them to do i want them to do a soft core porn with deadpool and she hulk just absolutely going at it for an hour and a half why are you wanted... stopping
1: at softcore i don't understand well because
0: you got it because you got to ease people into it you can't start with hardcore porn you gotta you gotta ease the no. people into
1: it i want it so hidden you... in one of their standard movies <laughs> where all of a sudden blam deadpool walks up and goes hey guys we made something for the middle of the film they haven't
0: been in it at all <laughs> hey, hey hey kids we made something for the middle <laughs> of the film <laughs> they haven't
1: been in the movie at all that's not even it's, no one even knows that they're there that would be
0: incredible that would be there's- an incredible way. Don't be. Don't even wait till Deadpool three. Have him like just show up in the middle of like whatever the next one is. Mm-hmm. He just he just cuts into a scene like there's two characters you know talking in their secret hideout about about the plot, and Deadpool <laughs> just comes sauntering in, and goes, "Hi guys, sorry to interrupt, but we made a little something for the middle of the movie." <laughs> <laughs> See, it works. That would be fantastic.
1: Well, him, Howard the Duck, and 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 uh, She Hulk.
0: There you go. Oh, there you go. The three way we've all been waiting for.
1: hmm Notice we're talking about this instead of the movie.
0: That's true. Spy, Spy kids.
1: Spy kids. Hey Steve. Yes. Do you have any fucking God I don't? I had a near life, near death experience or a near life experience. I don't care. Whatever one. Do you have a do you have a thing uh, that'll trivia? take take my mind off of the huge amount of money I now owe to the hospital? <laughs>
0: I have. I do have some <laughs> trivia about Spy Kids, if that is what you're getting at. Yes.
1: <laughs> Great. Dave, go, I, what, yeah, go for I, it. I should, don't give a shit.
0: Should I tell you some of the I trivia? hope the cast yes. is
1: dead. That's what I hope. Um, what
0: is it? Okay. So many of the details of this film are drawn from writer-director Robert Rodriguez's own life.
1: Oh, are they? For, right.
0: example, for example, the thumb-thumbs are based on drawings that he did as a child. Several of the characters, including Gregorio, Carmen and Juni, are named after people in Rodriguez's family. Mm. Uh, Additionally, Rodriguez was inspired to make the film, and we mentioned this already, uh, after hearing that a six-year-old child had seen his film Desperado and loved it. So mm-hmm. he responded by making this a family-friendly action adventure movie because I guess he thought that his movies were the only ones. Yes, and he was like, "Oh no, if there's they're, they're, the children have no choice but to watch my my R-rated films, I better make some G-rated ones quick."
1: <laughs> How about you just look at the parents and just just punch them, just punch them. If, if a parent comes up to you and says, "Yes, I've been." My 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 six year old's favorite movie is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just <laughs> fucking punch
0: him! Just
1: punch him right in the face and say that's not cool, so, dude.
0: So I was uh, I was hanging out with my five year old the other day, and we were uh, watching Solo. And anyway, he <laughs> thought it was like that's not on the filmmaker. That's on the parent. <laughs> that's on the parent. That's on the parent you know it's not like the the the, it's totally justified
1: the filmmaker just punches him right in the face like what are you doing
0: the guy who who directed last tango in Paris is not to blame if you show it to your kid like that's that's not Bertolucci's fault okay
1: it's my three-year-old's favorite movie he gets upset if you turn it off
0: he gets upset if you turn it off (laughs) but he hasn't even yelled at his dead son's corpse yet (laughs) all right great any more trivia Yes, I do have some more.
1: How many? Died although, making this movie? although I, I will, yes. I will
0: say, I, I will say, um, it was tough to find trivia for this movie. Why? I think I, I don't know for a fact, but I guess it was probably because Robert Rodriguez just edited it in his fucking garage, and it didn't. Yeah, <laughs> he shot. They shot for like a week, and then he went. He edited it over a weekend, and he was like, "Movie's done." So yeah. there's not really a whole lot to tell um this was the last movie that rodriguez shot on film oh um he was introduced to digital filmmaking during post production which was carried out at skywalker ranch and he was introduced to digital filmmaking by guess who george lucas himself
1: oh that was great
0: yeah what he was what a, a great
1: he, story yeah he was yeah, in I mean, there I've doing I'm so lazy i'm not even going to do it on film anymore it's I, digital i technology. don't even do film don't even need sets or anything you don't you don't even need people soon
0: <laughs> just don't tell tarantino he'll get upset
1: there's a lot about what the remaining spy kids films are like or shark boy and lava girl whatever the fuck it is where they're not even they're just shooting everything on a green screen yeah not looking at anything real manager robin sylvester stallone for one of them didn't they
0: I well, think so. Ricardo
1: Montalban's in a wheelchair. Ricardo
0: Montalban is is the granddad in the. I, I didn't. I have. I've only seen this one because I. I mean, I only watched this one for the show. But I think in, it's the second or the third one. Ricardo Montalban is is in it. Yeah.
1: Who cares? Who cares? I don't care. Do I, I care? mean,
0: I guess R- R- Ricardo Montalban probably appreciated getting a paycheck. Yeah, you know? I'm
1: glad he got a paycheck. Good for him. Your the fact that island family. money
0: is long gone.
1: Is the whole family a spy family? Is that it? Because he was a spy, sure. and that's everyone how it goes. Was a spy, and the
0: the spy business is very dynastic. You have no idea. It's you know, it's 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 passed from one generation to the next. You know, it's like yeah, your your not- your parents were spies, so you're a spy, so your kids will be spies. You know,
1: yeah. So long as you tell them at some point. And well, by the way, to we're tell spies. Them at some point, yeah. By the way, we're <laughs> spies. You how, how, did you, how
0: how did you think we could afford this house, you little mm. fucking idiots? Of course we're spies. <laughs>
1: Thanks for paying attention to our lives. You didn't happen to notice all the secret stuff? Like none of the makeup on my makeup table can move because it's actually buttons to access some fucking spy shit.
0: <laughs> how about you ever notice that none of the books on the shelves are actually books? <laughs>
1: Anyway, is that everything? Uh, this
0: was be- all this was also the first film directed by Robert Rodriguez to get a PG rating.
1: Well good for him. Congratulations. So
0: yeah. And that's it. The only other bit of trivia I had was something we've already talked about, which is that this was the first appearance of Machete, who eventually receives his own R-rated spin-offs. Machete, Machete. and Machete kills.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. It was directed by Robert Rodriguez. You know him. He made good movies like El Mariachi and Desperado and Sin City. And then someone said, Hey, my six year old loves your movies. And he got so upset that he decided to make his own kid's movie with no guns in them, right? There's no That's guns. Right.
0: Because, because he was... had look he, he he has a do-it-yourself mentality so he said well i guess i will make family films myself
1: it's all bullshit steven you know it. it's all horseshit it's all lies <clears throat> it's a lie he made it that up he wanted to make i guess maybe something for his kids or something no person walked up and said my kid watches desperado and he got so upset that he wrote I mean, and directed if, this entire movie
0: if we're if we're assuming that that Origin story is horseshit, and it has nothing to do with a six-year-old watching Desperado. I'll tell you his his motivation. It was this here, and for those who are listening, I'm making the money symbol by rubbing my fingertips together. He wanted some of that scratch, some of that family movie he money. Wanted he wanted some like, oh, sweet green. This. Yeah,
1: he wanted That's that family right. Money. That's right. And it's worked out for him, hasn't it? And it worked. <laughs> it's Good probably his, worked. <laughs> his most popular films. Welcome to hell, buddy. I thought you wanted to make grown-up movies, but nope. This is what you get to make from here this on is, out. This,
0: this, this is how he pays for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Written by Robert Rodriguez, produced by Elizabeth Avalon and Robert Rodriguez. Elizabeth, someone that's been producing all of his movies, starring Alexa Vega as Carmen Cortez. Nothing. She's a grown-ass woman now, isn't she?
0: Well, yeah, this is well this this is like a twenty year old movie. So yeah, hasn't
1: she appeared in one of the appeared in one of the Machete movies?
0: I don't know if she has or not. She has.
1: Uh-huh. I'm telling you, she has been in one. I think she's okay, in Machete well, Kills. And is she well, nude in her. that one too? Fucking Machete? Did they forget that Machete <laughs> is her uncle? He's her,
0: in- he's her uncle. Boy, are you like, boy, Rodriguez is serious about this R rating shit. He just does not <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> uh
1: daryl sabara as juni cortez nothing he's been in stuff but nothing worth mentioning right not really i mean no not really i think it was in father of the year something else that's it danny trejo is Isidore machete cortez hooray and you'll know him from machete and about a million (laughs) other things like a million of, of, yeah, tons yeah. of stuff. Antonio Banderas is Gregorio Cortez. I don't need to mention what he's been in. Shut up. Stop asking me. And uh, Carlo
0: Gug... What the fuck? What's her name? Carlo Carla. Carlo Car- Gu- Car- Gugino.
1: Pugino, right? Pugino, yes. As Ingrid Cortez. And you know her from, we saw her naked in Watchmen, and we saw her in uh, The Haunting of the Hill House.
0: That's right. Yes, yes. And, and Sin City.
1: In Sin City. And, yeah. she I mean, apparently, he likes her a lot. So she gets a lot of work. Good for her. We're Alan Cumming as, as Vegan Floop. Yeah, that's yeah. a name. And he was in X Men Two. Look more X Men. That was
0: the tagline. (laughs) That was the that was the official subtitle. Yes. Look more X Men. You like those, don't you?
1: What is the actual tagline to X Men Two? It's
0: X X Two X Men United. Okay.
1: And it's still directed by that fucking child molester,
0: right? Yes. Or no? Or X Men United is X Three. The really That's shitty. X3. One. That's the really X2, shitty. One. X, X, X2 is just X2. X-Men 2. It's just X2. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it has a but subtitle. But it's still
1: it's still It's r-
0: still directed by the that evil monster man. Shitty
1: yes. Monster Man. Okay. Just want to make sure Alan Cumming, he played who'd he play in that? He played the Nightcrawler.
0: Nightcrawler, yes. And he yes. loved it
1: so much he never came back. <laughs> he,
0: well, um, I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to put that makeup on either.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh Terry Hatcher as ms Gradenko and terry hatcher is well known as a as a fantasy girlfriend for steve because he loved her and was it superman
0: and L- lois and clark
1: lois and clark that's right
0: yes she was in yes. lois
1: and clark and yes. th- so much else so much more cheech marin as felix coming you know him as the guy from cheech and chong he's
0: cheech yeah he's cheech and from cheech and, 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 chong. The,
1: and the guy from that show set in San oh, Francisco
0: Nash Bridges. Bridges yeah he's he's uh, 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 uh oh fuck he's Nash Bridges. From, from, from from Miami Vice Don what's his fucking he's, last name no
1: his name's Nash Bridges now yeah but he, he's Nash
0: Bridges his buddy he's Nash Bridges his buddy
1: oh look at us having a senior moment together what's his I can't name? think of his you name
0: know, from Miami Vice Don something from Miami Vice.
1: you've made me forget it way God. to go Don Michaels something.
0: Not Don Michaels. No, you're thinking Jan Michael Vincent. I didn't forget him.
1: (laughs) I don't remember his name at all. He's what's his name's father?
0: Yes, yes,
1: yes. Dakota something, isn't it?
0: Dakota. Don Johnson. (laughs) Dakota Johnson. Don Johnson. Yes, Don Johnson is Nash Bridges, and Cheech Marin is like his sidekick ah. on Nash Bridges.
1: I don't get it. I'm the one that has to go to the hospital for heart failure. <laughs> we spent 10 minutes trying to figure out Don
0: Johnson's well, name. Heart, I, I, heart failure don't have nothing to do with brain failure.
1: Okay, okay. Um, Robert Patrick is Mr. Lisp, and you know him from the movie that he made that made him famous, Terminator 2.
0: Terminator 2, Lost in New York.
1: Tony Shalhoub, one of my favorite character actors, as... Mr. Lith. No, as, as Mr. Alexander Minion. Mr. Minion, because they thought hard oh. on his name. Mike Judge oh. as Donovan Giggles. Don- Donigan Giggles. Good way to go, Mike. Good job. You just got it because you're friends with the dude in Austin. I mean, that's basically, right. it. That's,
0: that's, that's probably exactly what happened.
1: And George Clooney is Devlin. And I'm not going to bother with George Clooney. We had talked about him enough. Cinematography by Guillermo <laughs> Navarro. And he's done things like Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy, Zathura, Night at the Museum, and Pacific Rim. Guess which one is good? It was the first one, Pan's Labyrinth. Night at the Museum? No. Shut Your Dirty Mouth, edited by Robert Rodriguez. I don't have to do it. Now, here comes the mystery, Steve, and I expect you to answer my question about this. Oh,
0: boy. Okay. Music. Oh, yes.
1: By Danny Elfman, Gavin Greenway. Carto Pereira, who's done things like Dirty Dancing of Nights, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, and Despicable Me. John Debney, who's also done Hocus Pocus, Inspector Gadget, and The Greatest Showman. Robert Rodriguez is in there for music. Los Lobos is in there for music. And Harry Gregson Williams, who also has done Mulan, The Meg, and Gone Baby Gone. Steve, why in the fuck are there six people? Why are there six people for music buying?
0: For a 90-minute kids' film. Uh,
1: For a 90-minute kids' Um, film?
0: So according to the Wikipedia... It says yes. the film score is written by John Debney and Danny Elfman with contributions from a variety of others, including director Robert Rodriguez and Marcel Rodriguez. So apparently he was just taking submissions. Okay. Um, and also there there are there are uh, individual track. It has a listing of the, the soundtrack. There are individual tracks that have different credits. So I guess different composers can like scored particular scenes. Okay. Um, and I, I honestly, I didn't notice that until you were just reading the credits, listening to the score as I was watching the movie. I just kind of assumed that Robert Rodriguez had written it himself because I know he has he's done that in the past. He scored sure. his own movies. Sure. I just sort of assumed he had done that this time, too. No, nope. I didn't realize that. And it's surprising to hear danny elfman because there isn't really a recognizable like danny elfman theme in the movie i mean you could danny Elfman's one of those yeah. composers that he has like a style and you if you yeah, hear something the, even if you've never heard it before you're like oh that well, sounds whenever like whenever
1: you elfman. hear danny elfman you have to think of christmas and there's a children's choir doesn't matter yeah, exactly. what movie it is you always think oh exactly. it's christmas time so it's it's it must be christmas
0: choir. you know i think that's probably why tim burton just said "Fuck it i'm making batman returns a christmas movie because yeah, you know he he heard danny elfman's score and he was like oh fuck! fine it's a christmas movie <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: almost done production company okay. troublemaker studios just distributed by dimension films released date march 30th 2001 Running time 88 minutes, budget 35 million, box office 147.9 million, guaranteeing that it is going to become a franchise. Yeah. For stupid children who like lights and colors.
0: So, children.
1: So, yeah, I guess children. Steve, you have anything else to add on before we run into this world?
0: I. I have nothing to add before we run into this world. I am
1: tired, and I don't want to do this. But anyway, are you ready? Let's do it. Run into the nonsensical, stupid fucking world (laughs) of goddamn spy kids. (laughs) Yes. Are you ready when you're sitting there thinking life is short? How should I spend it? My doctor has just given me a warning about everything that possibly could go wrong. Your, your, Your mortality is standing over your shoulder as you Click onto the fucking link to watch Spy Kids on Pluto TV. And then all of a sudden you realize Pluto TV, what's that? And then you feel even fucking older than you already are. Right. You already feel older. Now you're watching Spy Kids and you're sitting there going, Jesus Christ, this thing is more than 20 years old. Yes. I remember this coming out. I I didn't go see it. No. I know no way I did it. I did go see it in the movie theater because I was a grown up and I thought Robert Rodriguez was making a grown up film and that maybe there'd be some humor, some grown up humor. And there wasn't. It Not was really. no. it was just horseshit. <clears throat> and then I sat there realizing I'm rewatching this as yeah. an adult, an ad- yeah. adult with heart failure in a mm-hmm. fucking hospital.
0: Yeah. And you turned over your shoulder and you said, just hold on a second, Mr. Grim Reaper. You need to give me 88 minutes because I have spy kids to watch.
1: That's right. I got to watch spy kids. Anyway, Steve, are you ready to run into the world of spy kids?
0: Let's run into the world of spy kids, man.
1: I got to put my therapeutic socks on and get in the the chair. Okay. 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 Take your time. Please take it away. Don't wait for me. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) So we start out. With some uh, backstory exposition about the the spy parents that is cleverly disguised as a fairy tale story about the two spies who fell in love. No,
1: we first we panned yeah. into a house.
0: Well, yeah, we, we get a yeah, we get like an aerial shot into a house, and there's the the kid uh, uh, Carmen shitt- is like sitting Carmen. at the window, this yeah.
1: shitty little girl, and there's their, and their <laughs> son, their son, whatever his name is, Julie,
0: Juno. Junie. Junie. Junie.
1: Junie. Junie is pouring chemicals on his hands because he has warts.
0: Yeah, I can relate to that.
1: Yippee. And Carmen's like, I want a story. And she's like, Sure, modern age child, you know, 13 year old girl. Who <laughs> Let me tell you a
0: bedtime was- story, preteen child. That's right.
1: <laughs> and she tells them a story about this couple and their spies. Yeah. And- They're supposed to hunt each other But they don't And instead they they fall in love They fall in love And they have a relationship And then they fuck each other And they they give birth to the two mongrels They have a a daughter and a son And she says the end And they're like yippee And then the mom goes back to the bedroom And then they talk about how uh, They were spies but now they're just consultants,
0: right? right. They had to retire from being spies because they have they have children now, so their lives that's are right. over, yeah
1: the next morning, for whatever reason, the children have to run an obstacle course,
0: yeah, I guess this is something their parents require them to do. Why to stay physically fit
1: okay okay, I guess that's that's good. so then we see that. Junie, despite the fact that he looks like he's thirteen, watches a uh, watches a TV show for children.
0: Yeah, like like sub Barney and Friends level, like
1: it's like the like kind really of really young kids.
0: The the kind of kids show that like Fred Rogers would look at it and go, "That's a little simplistic."
1: Mm-hmm. And they have these characters on the show called something.
0: I think they're called they're they're called Flugly or Fuglies because it's uh. The the host is Alan Cumming. He's floop. Yeah. And the and the characters are 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 floops fooglies. That's right. Yeah.
1: And then they take him to school and there's a fantasy about his father beating somebody up, but neither one of them do anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he's watching Floop's Flooglies in the car. And yeah. the dad recognizes that one of them is one of is a spy that disappeared.
0: Is a missing agent, yeah, who he was just told about like the night before and he's like oh and it also kind of looks like the creator of beavis and butthead
1: (laughs) anyway then we we leave and we go into a fantasy world where someone lives in a magic castle that's right and who lives in the magic castles dave
0: oh that's that's floop who is apparently not only the host of a popular children's show but is also a supervillain.
1: that's right and he has robot servants called what
0: um fuck
1: thumbs i don't know what they're Oh, called. the thumb thumbs
0: the thumb the thumb thumbs yeah, yeah because thumb they're, they're 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 all thumbs get it they're all I, thumbs g- i get they're it they're all thumbs they're all just, thumbs jason he
1: didn't give him Thumbies. fingers anyway there's a guy there by the name of mr lisp and yeah. mr lisp wants robots he wants a right. robot army and Floob says, oh, "Look at what I made. I made children that look like the children of world leaders." And
0: yeah, but the only thing is they can't talk because they don't have brains. What they need? What? They, they don't. They can follow orders, but they can't talk. I don't. He's understand. like they don't have. And- he's like they don't have brains. And so Mr. Lisp says, "Look, dude, give them brains or something. I'm coming back in two days, and they better have brains or things are going to be bad. Like, I'm, I'm going to fuck you up."
1: I'm confused. Wait, they can move around. Yes, they can follow orders.
0: Yes, but they can't talk because you can't talk if you don't have a brain.
1: But how can they you can't do anything else if you don't have a brain either. So how are they doing all this stuff like following commands? I don't understand, Steve. Explain this to me. He's created robots that can follow commands, but they can't talk because they don't have a brain. But if they didn't have a brain, they wouldn't be able to follow commands anymore. Explain this to me, Steve. I don't understand it.
0: So meanwhile back at the Cortez house. No. <laughs> so so the the dad Gregorio, he's decided that he's going to become a spy again because he wants to go find the missing spies, right? Because now he knows that Floop has, you know, is oh, responsible right. for the missing spies. So he's like, "I'm going to come out of retirement and go save the other spies."
1: And the wife's and, like, "Ah, I was only attracted to you when we were spies, and this gives my pussy wed. and yeah. let's me and you rekindle let's go our spy Rava together." Fair. Yeah, that's but before we had these stupid, rotten, stinking children, yeah. these disease-ridden, freaking lunatics that we're having yeah. to share our lives with these these
0: anchors around our goddamn feet mm-hmm. yes exactly
1: right. let's me and you let's me and you be spies together we're all fucking and stuff and he's like that's a good idea right
0: good idea yeah so it's, they get into their 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 car which is also a submarine and they drive and it they, off a cliff they're driving off a cliff and while they're driving oh, through wait, the wait, ocean wait. first first
1: yeah. First, their uncle shows up.
0: Yes. Uncle Felix played by Cheech.
1: Mm-hmm. He shows up and he's going to be watching the kids. And then the parents dress up in their old clothes. And, you know, he puts on a fake mustache. He puts his mustache, then they his,
0: his spy mustache. Yeah. He puts his spy mustache on.
1: And then they drive into the ocean. Their car turns into a submarine.
0: Yeah. And they get a Skype call from Terry Hatcher, who's like, I'm one of the good guys. I'm not going to turn out to be one of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. and they're but like then, okay good to re- good to know
1: but then they get captured by floop. yeah no and then an alarm goes off and their uncle's like you guys got to get out of here
0: yeah you have to here's go to the some, safe house
1: here's some backpacks and i'm gonna i'm gonna be attacked by th- i think they're thumb thumbs aren't they
0: they're th- they're thumb thumbs in like ninja gear yeah they're right. they're, they're all cl- they're clad in black but they're the thumb thumbs yeah
1: right And so they have to get away in their own submarine thing. Lots of
0: submarine based uh, spy action in this movie.
1: But they get, they get, uh, they get, they they don't get captured yet. Do they No, they make it to the safe house.
0: They make it to the safe house. Mm -hmm. And, and, and Carmen's full name is the password to open the door. And. They go inside and they find like you know there's food and there's money from different countries and it's you know safe house. Actually, stuff.
1: she takes out this box and she says it's money from every country on earth. There's only like sixteen countries. There's, there's like five countries. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and she's like, let's take it all because I guess they're planning on taking a trip. And I
1: mean countries that count or matter, I suppose. Yeah,
0: like you know white countries and um, so. And she's like, "Oh, look! Here's a little microwave thing that you put it in a microwave, and it pops up, and it's a Big Mac meal from McDonald's."
1: I don't even want to think. I could. Okay, so yeah, there was that product placement right there. Yeah, there's
0: some product placement, mm-hmm. um, and then so and and then Terry Hatcher shows up at the safe house, and she's like, "Hey, okay, psych, I'm a bad guy." and mm-hmm. and she has some and she has some people with her she has some thumb thumbs and and another guy who works for floop and she's like you kids are coming oh, with us and it
1: turns out all of floop's little characters these ugly monstrosities on his show are all spies that have been That have
0: been transformed yeah yeah he
1: transforms them into his little his characters yeah Uh,
0: yeah and uh so oh and and also there's this thing that it turns out uh uh gregorio the dad in addition to being a spy was also an inventor he worked on the science team that developed this thing called the third brain and uh the third brain like it's like a brain but it's like a little tiny brain you know and and they need floop needs that so he can manufacture them and put those into his spy robots so that they can
1: take over the world.
0: Yeah. So Terry Hatcher showed up because she found out that the third brain prototype is in the safe house. And she's like, Give me that. And then there's jetpacks. And Carmen, the girl, gets away on a jetpack, but Junie, the boy, doesn't get away Wait, on a jetpack.
1: You're jumping over tons of stuff. I am. You're forgetting what, okay. that once they get to the safe house, the parents unsuccessfully try to figure out what's going on oh yes
0: yes because the parents in. are captured yeah
1: mm-hmm. and they run into floop and they run into the minion guy and that's yeah. when they find out what it is that he wants to do and that's and when we
0: get the exposition about the third mm-hmm. brain and how the but that's also was...
1: when they turn uncle cheech-, cheech into one of his fucking fuggly flugly or whatever that's right. they're called yeah, um, And remember that this guy who is literally brainwashed people, because they, eventually they they figure out that when they're watching his show, they do if they play it backwards, they're like, Loops a madman, please help us. You can yeah, hear the it.
0: creatures. Yeah, they can. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah.
1: So he's torturing people. And it's okay, yeah. because at the end of the movie, he serves zero time for the crimes he a, that he's committed.
0: He has a change of heart and everything's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. So then what's her face? Uh, Terry Hatcher shows up at the house, at the safe
0: house. Yeah. And she's like, give me that little brain, you "Mm, little bastards. Because that worked for the bad guy. And they're like, oh, no. And they set her hair on fire. That's right,
1: because they'll be funny later.
0: Yeah, right. That's right.
1: And so they get away somehow on the back. Is it on the backpack?
0: She, the uh, Carmen, gets away with a, a jetpack, and then Junie runs away. And eventually, Carmen like doubles back and grabs him and carries him on her jetpack. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right, and then then what happens? I don't care and then
0: they get away they, they they remember they fly into a department store and the thumb thumbs follow them and they create a ruse where they like attach the jet pack to a clothing rack and it flies out of the store and the thumb thumbs chase after it while they change clothes and get away on like a bus um and i then, don't
1: remember any of it is that what <laughs> happened i'll take your word yeah for no that's it that's, 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 what, that's happened. what
0: yes that's what happened because um, i think
1: i immediately started staring at the ceiling at this point i was like there is nothing keeping
0: me engaged in this movie. Well, maybe, maybe, um, maybe you, maybe you had in your death experience. No, well, that's possible. That's possible. Oh, and, and at some, at some point around this point, we also, we find out that minion is actually like the evil genius. Minion behind
1: is the, he's, So floop is a genius, but minion but is he's like, like an artist. A, yeah. He's like an artistic type. And, and minion is actually, you know, like, like really committed to, taking over the what do they yeah. want to do do they want to take over the planet please tell me that's what I, it is.
0: i guess i mean they want to replace the children of powerful people with robots
1: <laughs> yeah but i mean what to what end why I is it to take know. over to influence or to, sell to, it to, to take yeah to or? take over
0: the world with kids that are robots
1: okay don't so, think too
0: much about it
1: I' trying not to, but it's fucking impossible. Anyway, so they get away. They get to the and that's when they go find their uncle Machete. Yes. Okay. Who
0: who builds gadgets for spies? Who has like his own spy shop? That
1: he right. And it turns out once they meet him that Machete and their father don't get along or something.
0: No, they're brothers.
1: They're brothers. That's right. But they
0: haven't spoken for many years. Why? Because Machete sells his spy tech to everybody whether they're oh, good guys or bad right, guys right. and gregorio is like you should not do that and you he's like in up. a moral gray area <laughs> you should choose to be on the side of goo
1: that's right and he's like shut up Just don't talk to me Fuck you. i can do whatever i want but eventually <laughs> you preach at me yeah eventually don't doesn't he help them out yes he gives them like a plane or something gives him
0: he gives him a little plane that they use to fly to Um, the the, to floops place yeah
1: which is a castle
0: which is a castle yes
1: that looks like it was designed by a four-year-old yeah okay and so then what happens
0: um then we get all the, the fun hijinks of the kids in the castle
1: yay and i don't care we could stop it now because i don't remember <laughs> any of it nor do i give a shit so here's basically what happens through hijinks eventually they find out that floop isn't really into the whole taking over the world thing right
0: right he's more worried about his show
1: yeah he's more worried he's, about he's his, concerned
0: about the quality his of his show
1: piece of shit show well you know there
0: yeah he asks i think he, they do this twice where he asks he's someone is talking about something completely different and floop says my show what does it need
1: yeah <laughs> it needs to not be on the air how about it needs that Needs to not be on the air how about it that needs to be
0: better it needs to just be better in every way
1: <laughs> you've seen enough of he because they show him trying to record stuff for his shows and yeah
0: which he apparently and, records in a holodeck <laughs> yeah he records on holodeck from his
1: his magic fucking island <laughs> yes where also he's he's created an entire thing of children.
0: Yeah, yeah. They were all yeah. robots, right? Yeah, sure. Um, it's a big castle. He's got lots of room.
1: Hmm. But then he's like, I don't. You know, while he's recording one of the episodes, he's like, stop, and he abuses some of these poor people that he's mutated into his minions, yeah. right? And what are we supposed to do with this? I mean, what are, what are we supposed to do with this? I mean. He, suddenly he doesn't want to do it and minions like sure you do for
0: money is it yeah money? sure and okay. floop's not floop is no longer with the program so minion locks him in the virtual room which is also like a holodeck but it's a holodeck That's that right. you can't it's a holodeck that you can't leave apparently right <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's like, You Minion, you betrayed me, or whatever. And Minion's like, Yep. And Terry Hatcher's on his side and all in, right. Uh, and at some point he turned their dad, Juni and Carmen's dad, into one of the minion things. Right. One into of the... a
0: creature that's based on a drawing that Juni made. Oh,
1: that's right, somehow. And yeah. um what else? They
0: get and away and they 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 make <laughs> the brain, they they put the brains in the kids. Yes. Um and then the kid and Robert Patrick shows up and he's like where's my robots? Mm. And the and so they're bringing the kids in and the kids all have their brains so like they're fully functional evil child robots now but Floop has turned babyface and helped the kids and their parents escape and he's like, okay, you go upstairs and try to stop Minion, and I'm going to go over to this place Um, uh, that has a computer, and I'm going to reprogram all of the kids so that they won't be evil anymore. They'll be good. And that's right. So then he, he does that, and the way he does it is he's inspired by Junie, and he says, I'm going to give the robots purity of heart, and that'll make them good. Yeah, because so
1: that's uh, something you can program
0: he remembers the keystroke shortcut for purity of art <laughs> and he does it and he and he and he puts it into all the robots and so they 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 stop being evil and also machete shows up at the last second to stand with Dude. his with, with, for with no his brother. for no
1: reason he just crashes yeah. through a window comes,
0: comes crashing through a window and he's like i'm here too he and does
1: nothing he does nothing
0: he just, he stands, there. Nothing. Yeah. He
1: just stands there yeah yeah. and so the, uh, so the robots
0: turn on the bad guys mm-hmm. and save the day yep and then and then we cut to some like a short time later and um, the family has come back together. And and Gregorio and Machete are friends again, and the kids and the parents have resolved all of their issues, and everybody knows that everybody's a spy, and the 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 once evil robots have become good robots, and are, are we see on TV that they've been doing good deeds all over the world, mm-hmm. um, and then they get a call from George Clooney, who is the leader of the the spy hey, Steve, service. What about floop? Oh oh he he goes back to making his show. But isn't he guilty uh, but,
1: of kidnapping, torture and a number of other crimes?
0: Yeah, but they decided to he's going to have community service in the form of having to keep doing that show. <laughs> okay. But but the show but the show is different because one of the time he asked Junie at one point he says Junie what does my show need and Junie says oh, we
1: forgot minion got mutated.
0: Minion got mutated. Yeah. And apparently
1: um, he's stuck doing the show with Floop.
0: Yeah. He's he's in the show as like a character now. Yeah. So no one went to jail. No, <laughs> no one, one went, went to, to jail. jail. No. And apparently okay. the punishment was just, you have to keep making this show. Um, and, but, and also the spy, the, 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 spy kids, the robots that are in the shapes of Carmen and Junie are on floops show now, because that's what Junie said. So no, Junie said your show only, needs yeah. kids. So
1: also the, the, the robot kids are apparently are wandering around the earth helping yeah. people
0: helping people yeah okay and that's not and terrifying then, at all no it's
1: not <laughs> anyway so what else what else what uh oh, george, george, Clo- from george george yeah.
0: clooney calls and says hey you have an assignment you have to do more spy stuff and and carmen says we only accept missions now as a family so we we are well, a no, spy first, family now.
1: First they think it's the grown-ups that he's talking to.
0: Oh, that's right, right cuz yeah, he he wants the kids. Yeah, he's yeah, that's mm-hmm. right.
1: He's like I wasn't and talking then, to
0: you regardless of any
1: law at all. He's like no, we want they we want the kids to yeah. endanger their lives
0: cuz yeah. Right? Well, you know, they're, they're spies. They're not subject to the same laws that you and I are.
1: And then and then Carmen says we only do things as a family because that was set up as a thing sort of and the was it
0: loses a little bit. And they were, of, yeah.
1: I mean, we we show them they're very in, involved in the kids' lives,
0: right? Yes, that's true. They, yeah, they're you don't get the sense that they're like absentee parents. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, for one thing, apparently they're both home like all the time. They both walk yeah. from home, so you know.
1: I mean, they're driving them to school for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. So where did this whole we only do things as a family? I guess it's because the parents were lying to them about being. Now they do spies. spy shit. They now do they do spy, spy shit the family now. All yeah. together. Please yeah. tell me this is fucking over. Is it over That's it. now? It's, it's over fuck. now. Steve, tell me how you feel about this, this fucking waste of my precious goddamn time. <laughs> spy kids.
0: I liked it. Of
1: course you did, you
0: putz. You. Whoa. How? 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 I liked it. How did I, you like I, it? I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I suspect I would have liked it a lot more if I were not thirty or so years past being you the mean target If audience. you were
1: ten, if you were a ten-year-old, yeah. okay.
0: or better yet, maybe about seven. I th- I feel like I mean, but um, it it tells its story from a kid's perspective with a kid's sensibilities. Um, so as a result of that, we that's where a lot of the silliness in it comes from. It's like we, we we talked earlier about how like you know they keep saying spy, but you never see them do spy stuff. Well, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a kid's idea of a spy, you know, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon version of being a spy. That's why it's like, it's gadgets and, you know, fun vehicles and fighting robots and, you know, flying all over the world and, you know, like secret passages and and secret chambers in your house. And, you know, um, like, it's that kind of thing. It's, it's a child's version of what a spy is. hmm. Um, You know, and there's, there's like the goofy slapstick, there's the replace kids of powerful people with robots, super villain plot, you know, there's like big silliness like that. And then there's little silly details like there's a bit we didn't mention where during one of the flashbacks when they're talking about when Gregorio was on the team that developed the third brain. And then at some point they were ordered to destroy their research, but Gregorio couldn't bear to destroy what he had created. So he takes the little third brain and puts it in his pocket and pulls out a walnut instead mm-hmm. and smashes the walnut with a hammer. So that I guess people will yeah, think he just, because it. no one will um, ever
1: be able to tell the difference between a right, smash, but it's like or, nobody yeah. would,
0: it, it would, it wouldn't make sense ex- unless you're looking at it from a kid's perspective. Um, but it also has this, Aesthetic that I think kind of works for it, you know, it has it has this combination of like an early 2000s action adventure movie, which is kind of slick, you know, um, with lots of big, you know, like aerial shots and, you know, fancy camera moves and stuff, but it also retains that handmade quality that a lot of Robert Rodriguez's work has Um, because, you know, he is famously He has he has always embraced this DIY style of filmmaking, even when he has been making working on larger projects and and that is on full display here. You know, the the special effects are good enough mostly to tell the story without pulling you out of it. But I mean, there's nothing like groundbreaking. Um, The special effects honestly aren't really any more advanced than stuff you would see nowadays on a decent VFX focused YouTube channel you know like the 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 special effects now are easily attainable to most people with you know a reasonably sized budget um and it has it combines c g i with practical effects sometimes in incredibly goofy ways the scene that you don't even remember where they're at the department store mm-hmm. uh i actually that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it it looks like something out of a fucking gumby movie like <laughs> it's because it's 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 obviously like a combination of CGI and practical stuff. And what, like some kind of animation, whether it's stop motion, or, or, you know, digital animation, that's been intentionally sped up to look a particular way. But, you know, it looks like something you would see in like a Gumby cartoon. Um, and and, it, and I don't know it works it has like this funky clunky sort of charm to it and some of the visuals I think are really clever like I I think the thumb people are really cool I think there's they're surreal and kind of hilarious and mm-hmm. I, I I think I think the idea of them showing up places in disguise like dressed in black I think that's hilarious they're like they're 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 thumb people they're literally all thumbs thumb for a head thumb for arms and legs and feet and legs, you know, but like, but they're dressed in ninja outfits to disguise Mm -hmm. the fact that they're thumb people. Like, I just, I think that's funny. And um, there's a visual gag that they do a couple of times where the floor falls away, like puzzle pieces. And there's like a yawning chasm beneath. And the first time it turns out there's like a glass over top of it. So it only looks like the floor fell away. And then the second time there really is a hole there. And one of the kids falls through it um i think the cast does a good job uh i love antonio banderas's body language when he's in spy mode he has this thing this way of entering a room where like he'll run in and he'll like pause for an instant like he's striking a pose but he only does it just just long enough to register you know and then he goes on with whatever the action is in the scene so it doesn't feel like he's overdoing it but there's just a little touch of you know i'm a hero you know Mm -hmm. um Alan Cumming, I think, is terrific as Floop. I think he finds just the right note for his character. Um, he has a, a running gag I mentioned already when he asks, he'll, he'll ask somebody, "My show, what does it need?" And 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 when he asks that for the second time, when he's talking to Juni, it actually gets for me. It was the biggest laugh in the movie because I just just the way because I, I think that's when he's in the he's in the the virtual room where he's been trapped in the holodeck, and he's like he's a giant. And Junie is just normal size. And he, like, you know, leans over giant version of himself to this little kid. And that's when he says, Junie, my show, what does it need? And I just of the, the insecurity. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes. How about a well, yeah, plot? Like,
1: How about a scene a, in which he's actually teaching kids something instead of some freak out okay he's anyway. a
0: super he's a super villain with show business insecurity, and, and I think mm-hmm. that's funny um if the he's movie fucking, has a major
1: show is the Teletubbies except the plot oh, has God. been removed
0: if any exactly <laughs> if anybody who thinks Teletubbies is not like doesn't have enough substance is is, it like watch this fucking show in this movie there's there is nothing to it it's just a weirdo and other weirdos running around doing nothing
1: ugly fucking weirdos
0: (laughs) yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. scary like, what if Teletubbies were nightmare creatures? <laughs> they they had, are like, not. What like, are you talking about? <laughs> what if they had like? Yeah, but they're supposed to be cute. What if they were mm-hmm. like grotesquely styled, like they had like nightmare skulls? Oh, if yeah, like, exactly. Um, the big flaw in the movie, I think, is, and we touched on this a minute ago, and we were finishing up the summary. Um, the message, which I think the the message of the movie is supposed to be that family is the most important thing. And that does feel like Norm. an afterthought. Uh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, it's not the most creative message, but also like you it know, feels it like not... neat
1: if it turned out that their parents were evil spies,
0: were bad people who had yeah. murdered
1: people. That's right. That's right. the kids had to make kinda up hard, their minds.
0: Kind of hard to sell that to, like, the the seven-year-old audience. But, you know. Yeah, but it would still um, make,
1: oh, are you kidding me? How many times when you were a child did you think or had a fantasy that your parents were fucking evil oh, and you were good basis. on a yeah. daily basis? And it was
0: my job to take them out.
1: Mm-hmm. Imagine what kind of. I, I every kid, I want to see the Spy Kids movie, and then the kid parents go take them, and they're like, "We need to have a talk about our relationship, don't we?" It's like, "No, we're fine." Except punish me all the time, you know, little pigs, <laughs> or you ignore me. I don't know, but I mean, I want, anyway. I
0: want you dead, mom. I want you dead. <laughs> Um, but yeah, keep so that's going, the, the, the message. Yeah. The message is like family is the most important thing, and that feels like an afterthought a lot of the time because the movie gets so into the adventure mm-hmm. and the silliness, and you know the the kids going off on this you know this quest to rescue their parents and all the wackiness that that involves. Um, and when the message does come through, it feels a little too direct. You know, like the last shot of the movie is Carmen looking into the camera i mean she's supposedly Mm. talking she's talking to devlin through the video phone but she's looking right into the camera and she says family is what she say um uh spy stuff is easy but keeping the family together is hard but from now on that's the mission and she's like looking right at us while she says it and it's Mm. like okay that's gosh that's subtle you know and what was Um, the
1: big sin that the parents had committed not telling their their juvenile children they were not
0: telling their young children that they were spies
1: that they were spies that was the big thing that maybe they should have told them every day after they came out of the fucking
0: womb and it's like and And the funny thing about that is like that's probably the most realistic spy shit in the movie oh yeah like you don't fucking tell people that's the whole point if you are a spy if you are a clandestine agent you don't fucking tell people about it So, of course, Mm -hmm. they didn't tell their kids that's their job. You don't fucking tell people about it, Um, especially their kids. Yeah, because it would endanger them.
1: And they did this thing where when he's dropping juvie, junie, whatever his name is off, and he's being harassed by this really tall guy, right? Because right. the bullies, because there's a bully that's bullying Junie, and of course the father of the bully is there, and yep. it shows you know him having a fantasy about beating this the shit out of this guy, but of course he doesn't do it right? right. So why why are we even exposed to that? Why why do we have the fantasy sequence of him so beating <laughs> the shit out of out of the bully? So when, that we
0: know that the dad has vivid, violent revenge fantasies. <laughs>
1: can't we can't we go back and show him? beat the shit out of the bully's dad wouldn't that be cool
0: oh you want like a superman 2 ending where he like he yes. goes and finds he goes and finds the bully's dad in real life and just both kicks them the do. fucking both, shit out of him both, both of, of them, them
1: do, do. Well, um juvie Joni, whatever his name is he
0: junie
1: right he you know he 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 hard <laughs> he he collapses the guys the little kid's trachea Right, while the, dad is his, give,
0: while the dad is giving him tips on how to throw a punch like now you'll turn right. from the waist you your power comes from the hip
1: that's right <laughs> yeah. don't worry about him breathing again because he won't and the <laughs> don't father worry comes about up and him he's breathing like, again what have you done and then he's like Puh. and this punch sends all the bones in his nose directly up into his brain if it doesn't kill him it leaves it renders him useless for the rest of his <laughs>
0: life <laughs> then he turns and says you've been watching spy kids rated pg <laughs>
1: And wait for the sequel machete
0: machete it will not be rated pg (laughs)
1: um
0: so yeah i mean overall the movie is quick it gets right to the point it doesn't waste time it's watchable for me as an adult um and i I appreciate the fact that they they're not constantly throwing in like you know grown-up jokes or pop culture references to keep my attention
1: Mm.
0: um it's not cynical But also, it's not pathologically clean and pure and inoffensive like a lot of kids fare tends to be. Uh, It's clever. It tells a simple story without feeling overly simplistic. And it features a lot of very talented actors who seem like they're having a good time. Mm -hmm. So I I liked it. I wouldn't consider it an all-time classic. I'll probably never watch it again. I probably would never have watched it if not for this. But I I liked it. So there you Hmm. go.
1: I did not enjoy this. It was not pleasant. (laughs) I hated the two children who were the leads, hated them, did not want to spend any time with them, did not give a damn about any of their problems. And also their problems didn't have anything to do with the central plot of the movie. And I think that's maybe one of my bigger things is like maybe they should have something about how the relationship with their parents isn't isn't working, right? Mm-hmm. Like Mom and Dad there's a whole bunch of their lives that they're not talking to us about. Right. Right. Or something. Maybe, along maybe,
0: maybe they are still actively spies.
1: Yeah. Maybe they, and yeah. it's taken
0: away from their parenting as a result. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But since we live in a world where no one can do anything bad, I guess there's nothing for the parents and the kids to work out. And it's kind of like, so if we're going to take out that level, fine, you're just making it for a bunch of drooling seven-year-olds. Great. But, <laughs> You know, then you're stuck with the stuff from drooling Seven Year Olds, which is there's a bad guy, and there's the, you know the good guys, which are the kids, and they're making robot kids. Also, they're the henchmen from Floop, and oh, it turns out Floop isn't actually the bad guy because Minion is the the bad guy. I guess I don't. Why is this so complicated? Why is it? Why you? Unless you want to make it complicated a little bit for a slightly older audience great you put some some stuff in there about the relationship between parents and children and how important it is for them to be i don't know maybe honest with the kids about certain things that this shouldn't be oh boy my parents are spies but shit something's trying to kill me and i don't know why and you know just kind of make it interesting i think one of the things is about this is that it starts off kind of grounded and then literally yeah. turns into a Saturday cartoon. Show. becomes
0: a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, there's other things in there like floop should be in fucking prison by the end of this. I don't give a shit about him and his, what, what is it? What's so important about his TV show that he's important? Look, more things spinning around more mutated, imprisoned people that I've created <laughs> for my show that they did these people have families or whatever it doesn't matter he gets off scot free so he can jerk off in his jerk off castle with not even the main villain minion being sent to jail
0: That's I don't true. know He's what still happened. on the show
1: what happened to Terry Hatcher i i I don't know I don't what know happened what
0: happened to Robert Patrick yeah, he was he on- was like the kingpin he was like the boss that they were doing mm-hmm. stuff for
1: hmm exactly and so it's kind of like well. All right, I'm not supposed to take any of this seriously, right? This isn't made for me. This is made for a seven-year-old,
0: for little kitties. for yeah.
1: little for little kids who like the colors and this and the stuff and you know they can't make the parents too scary because if they did, then it would make the kids scared of their parents and you don't want that. And and then all of a sudden I realized, hey, you made a PG movie for 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 kids under the age of ten. That's yeah. interesting, but. Boy, it's true. When you're making something that is definitely not for adults, I fall fucking asleep. Because there's nothing here keeping... There's nothing captivating my attention. I know for a fact nothing bad's going to happen to any of the people in this. Not not one of them. Not to the parents. Nobody's going to die. You know, nobody. Mm -hmm. Granted, being turned into a mutant and forced to do that show for the rest of your natural life is, I would think... A nightmare beyond belief i wouldn't mm. be surprised why aren't some of them killing trying to kill each other they should or kill
0: themselves maybe they're they're or desperate for release you
1: know mm-hmm. there should
0: have been a scene where like after when the floor falls away one of the one of the creatures should have tried to jump and and is mm-hmm. and is like upset and frustrated when it turns out there's like a glass floor there yeah. because he really wanted to die
1: but from what i understand the children like the lights and colors and it became a big blockbuster movie yeah not for me. It's not. It's definitely not something that I want to watch. So how do I rate this for kids? It's fine. It's fine. I right? mean, there's nothing there that's super harmful. Love your family. Do whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. Become a millionaire. You know, torture people, but it's okay. So long as you change your mind halfway through <laughs>
0: <laughs> and don't look too closely at the private life of your uncle machete.
1: Right. Don't look. Yeah, definitely don't look too closely.
0: <laughs> when he's off doing his own thing, just let him be.
1: Let me let me put this way. I like I liked him. I liked the character of Machete.
0: Yeah, I sure. liked
1: I liked him. It was. I wish there was something there, but I remember that they're writing this for seven year olds, so they can't yeah. really have anything too complicated. Other yeah. than you know, well, he made
0: things for bad guys too.
1: They get they make up, but I mean, Machete literally does nothing at the end of this he he smashes through a window.
0: He shows up and, and just strikes a pose but doesn't actually have to fight anybody. But
1: in yet. truth, and I'm going to ask you this question, if the kids hadn't been there and the parents hadn't been there, would Floop have just done what he did anyway?
0: I don't know. Cuz yeah, cuz 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 they, cause, cause they he the broke with Minion before they were there. That's I mean, right. They 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 fell out yeah they kind of fell out but let's say that no one
1: showed up floop was going to fall out with with minion anyway and then floop would have reprogrammed the kids to beat up the people so
0: you you could assume yeah any of our characters
1: need to be (laughs) any of the main (laughs) characters need to be in this
0: yeah it's one of those deals where it's like wait a minute nothing that the heroes did actually made a difference to Mm -hmm. what happened
1: (laughs) i guess you could say it was junie or Whatever his name is that talked yeah. to uh, talked to, to Floop, Floop. yeah, and got him to change his mind about stuff. Okay, well that's good, I guess. I don't know. And
0: Junie did help Floop escape from the holodeck.
1: Okay, All so right. there's that. And you know, I guess that's it. But I mean, technically. They really didn't do much of anything. What did Carmen yeah, do? That's Aside from, "Oh mom, you lied to us, so oh, it's okay, we'll never lie to you again." Yay!
0: She 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 belittled and undermined the confidence of her younger brother. Oh, they
1: constantly fought, him. <laughs> fucking hated. Most realistic siblings on uh, I think in a in a in a movie. Yeah. Because at least they weren't <laughs> You know, constantly <laughs> nice They're always fighting. I mean, no, they're, they're, they're that's pretty typical. continuously
0: just viciously sniping at each other for the mm-hmm. entire
1: movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, let's face it, they didn't have a whole lot going on. I mean, Junie had warts in this TV show that he liked, and Carmen had nothing. That's true. I mean, she had friends at school, apparently. She wasn't, oh, suffering yeah. And, and, from being what, and bullied. she was, wasn't
0: she, wasn't she skipping school?
1: Well, for reasons, they, yeah,
0: they don't really explore that. They just kind of throw that in as like, oh, they're troubled kids,
1: but they're not. They're, they're, they're not really. They don't seem like they are. yeah. <laughs> they go I to mean, private school.
0: They're just acting out because they're kids. It doesn't seem like you would assume there's like serious developmental issues there. You know, I would like,
1: I think every kid goes through a period where they try to cut school, yeah. In the old days when they could, when they weren't being monitored by fucking drones 24-7. When they,
0: when they didn't put an ankle bracelet on you on your first day of kindergarten. No,
1: I remember sometime after, I think I was like in third grade where I just, where I, when I was allowed, that was a latchkey kid. I'd walk to school. No one dropped me off. I'm just yeah. like, fuck it, I ain't going. I'm going to stay home and watch cartoons. This is awesome. No one needs to check <laughs> up on me. Yay. <laughs> until the school calls your mom and says your kid hasn't been home, has been in school for two weeks um but i think all kids go through that kind of that kind of yeah. thing eventually when they could get away with it um but i just this movie isn't made for me no am i going to say it's terrible no it's got plenty of flashing lights and colors and it's simple enough for kids to understand um, if you like it as an adult, go see a fucking therapist for the love of God, Steve. What are you doing? Did you see this when it first came out
0: no no i I actually I didn't watch it until yesterday when I watched oh, it. okay. This. No. Can
1: you believe that there's four more of these?
0: I can believe it, but I'm <laughs> never gonna see them i mean i i like i said i I like the movie. I like the movie, but there but it doesn't make me think, oh man, I gotta see more of these. I need you know to what see I mean more. like like I can imagine if I were watching. Toy Story for the first time. Like mm-hmm. Toy Story is a good enough movie that I would watch Toy Story and I'd be like, oh, there's like three more. I want to watch those. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it's it's good enough to even though I'm like a grown up, I'd be like, oh, but that was good, though. I enjoyed that. I mm-hmm. I, I could watch more of those. But with this, it's like, no, nah, it's, I, it's I mean, I it was it was watchable. I enjoyed it for what it was, you know, mm-hmm. even though I'm not the target audience but it doesn't make me want to go out and watch the other ones
1: the only thing that i think this movie strikes me as uh, strikes me is it does this thing that other movies that are made for kids does Mm -hmm. and it's something that disney never does it's not something pixar does is that they go fucking overboard on design and you know like set decoration costume decorations everything is exaggerated right to a certain extent,
0: Yeah, and colorful Luke and big. you can't
1: yeah. work on a compound. He has to work in this magic castle by the ocean yeah. with
0: right? magic rooms. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And
1: I think it's I. What I would liken it to is kind of like you know in in Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? You had this great wacky, huge factory that they're going through. Right. Um, That is kind of, I'm not going to say over designed, but definitely designed to make kids happy. Yeah. Or at least what they think. Well, and 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 I don't think that was the top unreal space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it matched who Willy Wonka was. And also there was a build to it Mm -hmm. that Willy Wonka's factory is not like other places. It's not like the real world in, right. in the movie at all, but in here, it's like where is the dividing line between the real world and what these kids are experiencing? Yeah,
0: because everything is wacky. Right? Yeah, everything
1: is big and waxy. I mean, wacky. Their uncle literally has a store called Machete's Spy Shop. Yes, that apparently <laughs> anyone can go and just buy insanely. It's not like. Shit. He's not
0: pretending to be like a radio shack or like a Mm -hmm. car mechanic. No, he's like right out front. It's spy shit. I'm selling spy shit. So
1: I thought it was fine. I'm not going to recommend. I don't, I don't, I, I personally don't find it. I don't think this is some. This is not something I showed my kids right. because I was just kind of like, mm, I don't know what the message is. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know, you know, what's important to the movie makers. Other than, I mean, if it is literally, let's just entertain kids. Yeah. It's fine. I don't have a right. Problem. So
0: you, you, you showed your kids Desperado.
1: Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: El Mariachi. Just, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So Steve, recommend? Yes. Right,
0: I, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna recommend it. Yeah, I recommend it.
1: Uh, it's fine me no Steve <laughs> yes since you recommended this not
0: recommend something please oh boy this is an opportunity here buddy I get to not recommend a movie that also stars Antonio Banderas it actually came out the year after this and the movie I'm going to not recommend is a little piece of movie history because it is the worst reviewed film in the history of Rotten Tomatoes oh my gosh it has a zero percent tomato meter okay it's also it it is also a spy movie it features antonio banderas playing a spy and he is co-starring along with someone who is also playing a spy and that person is lucy Liu.
1: oh my god i remember this movie
0: this movie is called for some reason ballistic x versus sever
1: (laughs) who are x is that a piece of shit who are x and sever
0: and why did their names need to be in the title of the film when nobody knows who they are i don't fucking know that's just (laughs) one of the many baffling miscalculations in this movie um yeah so antonio banderas and lucy lou are rival intelligence agents who band together to to face off against a a common adversary And um, I just want to read some of the slug lines, some of the some of the quote lines from some of the reviews of uh, X versus Sever on Rotten Tomatoes, because, again, not a single positive review. (laughs) Um, This one says, for many viewers, the big question may not be whether X and Sever will get together or why they are fighting in the first place. But why am I sitting here anyway? That's Jocelyn Novak from the Associated Uh... Press. Here's here's another one. Before seeing this film, I couldn't understand why the producers had given it a subtitle afterwards. I realized X versus Sever was probably the full script. That's J.R. Jones from the Chicago Mm -hmm. Reader Um, for years. Many people have joked about an action movie that might eliminate plot altogether and simply (laughs) cut to the pyrotechnics. Someone has finally done it. Mike Clark USA Today. And finally, from Michael Compton of the Bowling Green Daily News. If you must see X versus Sever. Just go bang your head against the wall for an hour and a half. It would be the same effect. So that is the movie I am not recommending. Do not Hooray. watch. Ballistic X versus mm-hmm. Sever.
1: Well, as you guys know, I like to recommend a film um, from the same year as the movie that uh, same year as the movie that we just reviewed, and it's yeah. two thousand one and in keeping with making sure that i have something similar to the movie that we just reviewed i'm going to say i'm going to recommend the devil's backbone there you go <laughs> similar similar i mean we have we have a a spanish director right he's he's he Turned into one of our major movers and shakers, except he remained. He kept his artistic integrity, unlike Robert Rodriguez, who said, fuck it, I'm going to make children's movies from here on out. Um, uh, The Devil's Backbone is a story set in the Spanish Civil War as an orphanage is spooky because it's the haunting and it's good and I like it. And as I mentioned before, it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I wanted something that was kind of related to what sure, was happening with that. Him. But Guillermo del Toro's, you know,
0: he's a great filmmaker.
1: He's a great filmmaker, and Robert Rodriguez made this.
0: <laughs> Has made some great films. <laughs>
1: okay, wait a minute. So here's the thing. He, I think he's he's a genre filmmaker. Yes. Right? And I don't think he's he can break too far out of that. I don't think we're gonna see like a, a major drama or something like that. But I'll tell you what, he's made R-rated movies with lots of with lots of shooting and you know, yeah. But I've never seen anything as impactful in a Rod- Robert Rodriguez film as the fucking bottle scene in Pan's Labyrinth.
0: Oh no, I agree with you. Yeah. I don't think I I you're right. He's a genre filmmaker. Um yeah. he's an he's a very talented genre filmmaker.
1: Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm.
0: I don't yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's ever made like a capital G great film. Um but he's made some He's made some entertaining films. Some very some very entertaining films, you know, From Dusk till Dawn, mm-hmm. Sin City.
1: I really don't like that um, movie.
0: What from Dusk till Dawn? Yeah. I mean, like I say, I wouldn't say it's like an all time classic, but I enjoy it.
1: I feel that it loses the thread. It's like, hey, I started writing one movie and then ran out of ideas and started writing another movie towards the end.
0: (laughs) I love the, uh, I love the, there's one of the lines that Harvey Keitel's character has when he's having an argument with his daughter. This is before the vampires show up. Mm -hmm. They're having an argument. You mean where, the, said,
1: where they literally have to drive to where the vampires are? The vampires yes. just don't show well, that, up. That's true.
0: They show <laughs> up and the vampires are there. And they're like, oh, holy shit. Who knew there were vampires here? But, um, but no, it's, it, he's, they're having an argument about something. And mm-hmm. his, daughter say, his daughter says, what would mama say? And he looks at her very coolly and says, your mama's got nothing to say. She's dead. and i was like well that ends the fucking argument don't it (laughs) i mean
1: literally when i was watching when i was watching from dust till dawn i got that feeling that they wrote it it was about these two it was a crime thing set in the Mm -hmm. desert and then they hit a spot and they went what the fuck are we gonna do now how do we let's just do let's just have some vampires someone said Fuck it vampires and tarantino said that would be interesting don't listen to him it's not his movie he does not give a shit about you
0: robert robert he's He's not 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 helping you he 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 makes his own movies you don't have to let him make your movie too
1: (laughs) um but yeah 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 anyway yeah so i'm gonna uh, Pick any of them. Devil's Backbone is the one I... Is that the one I just read?
0: Yeah. That's the one you said. Yeah, I recommend yeah, yeah,
1: do that one. Devil's Backbone. It's great. It's not a kid's movie. Please don't think it's a kid's movie. It's not. And uh, have fun with that. Because it's... Like, I don't... I didn't get anything out of this one. It was, I'm not recommending it to kids. Because I don't think it teaches them anything. And if you just want to bombard your children with lights and noise. I guess that's that's... That's good, but you know, I'll be showing my kids a dying giant seven, so fill them with. Oh, well, s- come on, yeah, you can't. Sorrow I mean, yeah. And dread. <laughs> You're gonna
0: compare it to like the, yeah, of course, it doesn't. Well, and like I mentioned, like Toy Story, I mean, it doesn't compare to. Like, you know, a a top shelf Pixar movie or something like that. It's not like- And as far
1: as this plot, The Incredibles did it better.
0: That's true. The Incredibles did have like the mom and dad are super, not not spies in that case, but yeah. I mean, the difference
1: is the kids knew as well because they were born with powers, Right. right? The kids knew. And so it was like a shared secret. But I always remembered. So here's the scene. This is what this movie needed. The scene where Mrs. Parr sits down her kids and says, listen- these people are going, won't hesitate to kill you. Okay. This isn't like TV. Mm -hmm. If these guys come after you, I'm giving you use your powers, however you can to save your lives. Right. And we don't get that. We don't get that here. Right. We don't get a scene like that where, Hey, by the way, this is fucking dangerous and you will be killed if they capture you. I don't feel yeah. like anybody's in any goddamn danger at any point in this movie.
0: No, and I think that was a conscious decision by mm-hmm. Rodriguez. Like I, oh, I think sure, for whatever sure. reason he decided. Yeah, he didn't want you know. There's not. There's really no serious violence to speak of at all in the movie. And I've always um, felt that's horseshit.
1: Yeah. Don't talk down to kids. You can entertain them while also letting them know that there are certain aspects of of this that are not okay. Right? That it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not good, and I thought, you know, I know it's not a fair, well, fuck it, I don't care if it's fair, but I think The Incredibles handled that a lot better about the fact that two of their main characters are kids, mm-hmm. and that Syndrome, the main main evil dude, probably has absolutely zero hesitation with killing children if mm-hmm. he needs to do it, so i don't know this one was you had the spy family no one seems terribly upset that they find out that their parents are spy people
0: do either one no. of them give a sh- no. seem to
1: give a shit
0: <laughs> they think it's cool if anything
1: yeah exactly so uh, uh. hey steve guess what hey steve, what guess tell what? me hey, what? Steve, what hey steve I... guess what what last week i told people that they had to write in with the movies that they want us to review you Our
0: Yes, our indeed. patrons.
1: Then I went to the
0: hospital. <laughs> That's right. So slight interruption.
1: Slight interruption. But their comments and their votes did help me. So thank you, you guys. Um, But guess what, Steve? <gasps> what? We have a clear winner this
0: time. <gasps> we do. So I don't have to make a terrible choice?
1: No, you don't have to make a terrible choice. And I don't have Thanks, to, to make a terrible choice. And also, I know what movie it is. So i I could
0: not tell you, I suppose, but well, would then I would I, I, I would have to watch it though. I I need to watch the movie. So I would like to thank
1: everybody that sent in um uh, a movie, and that's Jonathan Hove, Melanie Knoll, uh the Noam Chomsky, Noam Gnome Chomsky, Gnome spelled G N O M E. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Brian Sheehan, Steve Jolly, Stephen and Cindy Dimick, Corpus Power, Casey Volpin or Volpine, Adam. McC- Okay, he actually provided me with the pronunciation of his last name. Adam Klugo Klugowitz, Klugowitz. Klugowitz. Klugewitz. Thank you. Okay. Mads, niece Lone Wolf. Anti Taminen, I think. Um, Sean, uh, James Stoddard, Matthew Datcher, Doug Roosh, Tasby 12, Vigo the Carpathian. A to B and Arcane Flame. All of them sent in suggestions, but awesome. Thank we you. We got four votes for the same movie. Oh boy. Four of them. Okay. So the next movie that we're going to review, we're going back to one of our favorites. We're going back to Carpenter movies.
0: Oh boy. Okay.
1: When he was making good ones in the
0: 80s. <laughs> okay
1: that's any number john card which one do you think that it is that they voted for steve
0: it's one well it's one we haven't done yet right and it's a good one or from you know, his good era
1: we've only done three of them we've done halloween that's true
0: halloween um, the, thing, the thing and, and uh and, big trouble uh, right
1: And big trouble in little china yeah. so we kind of spanned his oeuvre two horror, well no not really two horror one uh um
0: what uh, are we talking are we, are we talking Escape from New York? No. No, not Escape from New York. No,
1: better. Oh, what's
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> Assault on Precinct 13.
1: No, that's a 70s movie. And no, uh, that's not better than, than
0: Escape from New York. I, I No, tell me. What is it? You ready? Yeah.
1: The next movie that we're going to review, this is a patron's choice. Thank you, patrons, for voting this one in as the number one with four total votes. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> this is when I die before announcing it. It's all been planned, Steve. Oh no, it's okay.
0: a cliffhanger.
1: The movie they're going to review next is John Carpenter's action sci-fi um conspiracy theory movie They Live.
0: Oh they live, hell yes. Right. Uh
1: so if you guys want to get all the jokes, yes. please watch they live before we uh before we drop another podcast. Um I can't wait because it's actually been a little while since I've seen it.
0: Me, too. I haven't watched it for a few years, at least. Yeah.
1: And I don't know if that really qualifies as a classic that we would ever actually do on the show. So that's a good choice. I think
0: that's a great choice. Yeah. I'm going to save all the other
1: ones that they sent in because there were a lot of other ones. There was like Cabaret was in there and Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And, you know, there was stuff in there that was really interesting that I don't think is going to make it. Uh, and don't worry, Matthew, one day we will do the Hunt for Red October. Okay, I promise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's bound to come up at some point.
1: Okay, and Vigo has vo- voted for Spaceballs again. Actually, you know what? Hunt, hunt for Red October had two votes. Oh, so, it came
0: in, so it came in second. So was that, that was the runner-up? Yeah, that was the
1: runner-up. A-, A to B, one day we will do Rock and Roll. Don't worry. But you just got to, you know what you got to do? You need to convince some of these other people to do it. That's what you got to right. do. You got to get a consensus. You got
0: to gotta campaign.
1: <laughs> so next time, they live. Steve. Yes, sir. I forgot how this show ends. Please help your adult-pated geriatric you say, friend.
0: You say, until next time, this oh, has right. been late season.
1: Right. Until next time, this has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week.
0: And this has been Steve Shives. And in the words of the employees at Walmart, whenever I seem a little lost, can I help you with something macho?
1: Is that really your pull from this movie? Can I help you with something macho?
0: That's what they say. When they when they when they see me, I'm looking around for something. They, one of them will always come up to me and they'll say, "Can I help you with something, macho?" No,
1: they don't say that to me at a at a at a Mexican restaurant. Wait, did you say a Mexican restaurant? I
0: said Walmart. I said Walmart. Oh,
1: Walmart at a Mexican Walmart because those exist. Well, right? no, just
0: at, no at a, at a regular Walmart. The point is, you know, they're, hey, they're why you are, know.
1: why are they calling you macho at a regular Walmart?
0: I feel like it's self evident why they're calling me macho. I mean, why? Because I'm because I'm because I'm macho.
1: Wait, you're wearing the same thing the the NASA cap?
0: No, no, the well, wrestling yeah. T-shirt. Well, yeah, yeah. So I which which mm-hmm. conveys my my ness You're yes.
1: displaying your 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 vegan dad bod all over the place.
0: My my manliness, yes. And who asks you? My, my 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 sexual magnetism.
1: Okay, there you go. See. Yeah. And and whoever
0: whoever's on duty, whoever whoever's the the, the the nearest sales associate.
1: You don't stand there and wait. For someone to eventually ask you, you know, whatever. What, what,
0: what, well, no, what, what happens is if they come up, if they if they say something, but it sounds like they're not going to say, can I help you with something macho? Like if they say, excuse me, sir, you know, or something like that, and I just know they're not going to call me macho, I go like this. I go, and they, you know, they to Would it away. help
1: if I sent you a black t-shirt with with just white lettering in the front that says they call me macho?
0: That'd be great. That would and and that wouldn't be, you know, pathetic at all.
1: No, also, we're certain that that's not a 70s exploitation film, right? (laughs) Macho, no, they call me macho.
0: They call me macho. It should be if it's not.
1: Well, I'm doing a search for it right now. Let me see. Uh, there was a movie called They Call Me Macho Woman from 1989.
0: I wouldn't want that because I I like it. Let me see. I now now they could call me Macho Man, I would take that as a great. As, as a great compliment.
1: Oh, this might be a trauma movie. Let's see. Traumatic superheroine, Susan Morris, has to learn to fend for herself when she decides to escape from the urban jungle. While looking for a charming house in the country, she falls into the clutches of a band of brawny brutes, Mongo, and his crew of corporate cretins. Once wow. A once sweet working girl from the city, Susan is pushed to her limits and becomes a fearsome female woo. Warrior? Where
0: does it, it stop? It, it it cuts off the summary. a <laughs> yeah, right.
1: warrior. She escapes imprisonment from the gang and, craving revenge, metamorphosizes into a heroic woodland creature.
0: Wow! That that went the place I didn't expect it to go. Right there at the end.
1: Armed with uh, with instruments of steel and skill, like a woodland I,
0: creature would I have. Know. Like a woodland creature would have
1: and skill derived from primitive survival instincts she repels the evil onslaught macho woman has arrived that's her literal name is macho macho woman, woman. steve i'm i i'm sending you a t-shirt that says uh, yeah. macho woman
0: yeah, in fact macho man needs a macho you, woman I'm yeah.
1: macho woman <laughs> i've got to show you this um <laughs> i think i will i think i think you having a t-shirt that says macho woman on it
0: Mm-hmm. You well, think it'll maybe. be empowering? And, you know, maybe. like well, like a statement about gender equality, you know, and the importance of, you know, like being yeah. comfortable with yourself and, you know, not yeah. feeling insecure about. Yeah.
1: There you go. Sure. See? Yeah. Uh, anyway, can... what were we talking about?
0: <laughs> we were ending the show.
1: Oh, right. Anyway, uh, don't see, go see a movie this week, Steve.
0: The Macho Thing. I said it already.
1: I was hoping you'd change it
0: oh um i can't remember any other lines from the movie.
1: <laughs> all right fine bye everybody
0: bye everybody
1: i don't know why i'm waving this is the we're, wa-
0: we're waving at the patrons who are going to still watch for a few <laughs> minutes Ah, uh, bye everybody don't leave though it's not over don't yet Don't leave.
1: You. we're not done we still <laughs> gotta show you the i still gotta show you the box for macho lead uh, macho woman
0: macho macho woman
1: Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding, produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts.